It is a day of records in Buffalo today. On this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, the Florida Panthers have set multiple records, including a franchise record 48 wins and Jonathan Huberto with his franchise record 97 points, as well as the Florida Panthers defeat the Buffalo Sabres by a final score of 5-3 to three in Buffalo. On this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be discussing all that, clinching a spot in the playoffs, and so much more on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Monday, April 4th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen today. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the national hockey league and today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts so we're live here on youtube on this live edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast during this episode we'll be discussing more of the game the Florida Panthers clinching their spot in the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. Some franchise records for this uh, Florida Panthers team. Some personal records for someone like Jonathan Huberdeau. We'll also be maybe disc- um, uh, responding to a few of the comments maybe in the in the YouTube uh, as, as we go along throughout this episode of Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, this live edition of the show. Well, holy crap. My goodness. The cats are in. And this is something that we've known for a while that it was going to happen but you know you see the magic number going down and down and down the florida panthers uh winning which would decrease the magic number every single time by two some uh some of the teams behind them losing so that would decrease their magic number by two as well it was an overtime loss by one you know you name it but the cats it's officially here with their 69th game of the season the Florida Panthers clinched their spot in the uh, 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. Now 102 points on the season for the Cats. And after everything with the last two days of the Panthers, their comeback win against the New Jersey Devils. If you want to listen to that other episode that I just posted on Sunday morning, feel free to uh, listen to that episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast where I also went live and we're going to be trying to do some of these live shows uh, more often uh, as the playoffs come around because it's a it's it's a diff- num- number one it's a different feel when it comes to doing it live and also it, it gives me an opportunity to engage with you in live time as I discuss uh, the game um, as each of these uh, Panther games. But yeah, the the Florida Panthers they you you think about where this team was just. 2018, 2019, all those games in hand that the Cats had. Oh, if we win all these games in hand, uh, they'll be in great position to be in the postseason. 
and everything's good. But even Frank Rikas, when he was the, and, and Josh, when they were the hosts of this show, they even said it best that games in hand really don't matter unless you win them. Really? That's, that's the truth. Uh, but what a position, you know, front office change, coaching change, even though the original coach that the Florida Panthers hired isn't around anymore, just different philosophies too, that the management and the coaching staff have implemented on this core. The focus was always the core of the team. How can the Panthers put together a team to elevate this core for, and for the longest time, it was just those three doing the, the work. The, the help wasn't really there. I mean, there's some, of course, draft busts of Mike Matheson. You think of Henrik Borgstrom as well. Um, you think of Lawson Krause, who never even made his NHL debut for the Florida Panthers, traded to the Arizona Coyotes um, just a year after he was drafted. Relocation rumors. That, and here we are, the Cats, they're first in the NHL. I know the Colorado Avalanche are have a better points percentage and more points than the Panthers, but the Panthers being that first team to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs is a little bit of a great feeling. And, of course, Andrew Burnett, Jonathan Huberto, Alexander Barkov, Anton Lundell all spoke to the media after the game. They talk about how Anton Lundell talks about how the fun is coming. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, um, Alexander Barkov talked about how uh, Jonathan Huberto breaking the franchise record for points. Uh, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And just that put a little bit of a smile on my face knowing that it's just, yeah, you broke my record, but I love. it's like, I love you, bro. I love that you were the one to break my record, if anything. And Jonathan Huberto uh, just, and you think about just a few nights ago against the Chicago Blackhawks, it was a night of records in Sunrise where most home wins in franchise history with 28 at the time. Jonathan Huberto setting the franchise record in assists with 71 at the time. And then this day of records, a matinee game with most wins in franchise history of 48. Jonathan Huberto setting the points uh, record. So it's just continuing that upward trajectory for this Florida Panthers team and continuing to play that this Cats team continues to do. And second game in a row as well, that the Panthers, the opposition scored first. And they came back and found a way to win. And the road record too. Let's think about that. Before the calendar flipped to 2022, their road record looked like a Wendy's, of a, a, a menu item at Wendy's, four, four, and four. I mean, not gonna lie, the four for four at, at Wendy's is pretty damn good. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but uh, but the, this this show's not sponsored by it. But you know, I'm just trying to make a comparison. But now they're twenty nine uh, twenty nine and four on the road. They haven't had an overtime loss since, and um, now the Panthers have proven that they can win on the road over and over and over again. And this was the concern early on. And with all those home wins early, they're still up there in the division leading around tied 
around the top of the Eastern Conference there, despite the lack of success on the road. But still, they took they took it they took it and run with and ran with it. It's it all started, like I said at the time. You could even go back to January, where the Panthers had that OT loss against Dallas and then won at Carolina, and they and that was the start of something different for this Cats team. And here we are on April 3rd, a 5-3 win. Panthers are in the in the playoffs. And the second year in a row, if, if you count the COVID bubble season, it's third year in a row that the Panthers are in the playoffs. But as far as a regular season, a true full se- – I mean, last year was a 56-game season, but a full season um, – for the Panthers and actually playing and completing a season, which is where I'm getting at second year in a row that the Florida Panthers make it. If you count just those two and you don't count the COVID bubble first time since 96 and 97, that's happened a 10 year drought, excuse me, 12 year drought, excuse me, spot playoff appearances, 2012 losing seven against the New Jersey devils after leading three games to two, the 2016 season, where the Florida Panthers um, drop one at home, win, drop one, um, another one, um, win, tie the series, lose the next two against New York. And then the Battle of Florida last year, dropping the uh, first two games at home, not being able to recover um, after, though they won game three, lost game four. You know, Spencer Knight comes in, and the Florida Panthers still haven't, they ha- I know they haven't gotten over the hump since 96. But these little steps here and there throughout the last three years have been the building blocks to getting the Florida Panthers to where they want to be. And I know there's 13 games left. But the expectation is different this time around, Florida Panther fans. You can't expect... Anything less than possibly an Eastern Conference final appearance for this Panther team is probably a disappointment for this team after everything invested in this. But we're celebrating today. It's a celebration for the Panthers in what they've accomplished today in multiple records. And the fact that multiple records happened in the same game again in the same week it just makes it so much sweeter. Um, not not trying to make a, a pun for their goal song, Sweetness, by Jimmy Eat World, but it just makes it so much sweeter um, for, for, for the Panthers. And just really credit to everyone organizationally for the Panthers in this great turnaround from the front office to the equipment staff to the PR department, everyone involved. A, a public congratulations from Locked On Panthers to the organization of the Florida Panthers in this big turnaround over the last few years. And this is something that could possibly be sustainable for a really long time. And uh, year one, year two, excuse me, of this um, new front office for Bill Zito and company. And it's looking good. It's looking really good for this Florida Panthers team. And me as me as a fan myself, 
I, I couldn't be happier. And I hope you uh, as well listening to this, I hope that you guys are on the same page as well. I mean, just looking at Twitter, it's just been in incredible the reaction of the Florida Panthers um, clinching their spot in the playoffs. And you, the Florida Panther fan, have every right, and I give you permission to put an X next to your name on Twitter to um, to put uh, to signal that the Florida Panthers have clinched their spot in this 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. But we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about more about this five to three win over the Buffalo Sabres. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bilt Bar. It's that time of year where I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallow eat. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Go to Bilt.com and scroll down to the macros chart and you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. At Bilt Bar, they're all about taste and they make it taste delicious. Then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Second segment on this live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Ronda Velez here. And for those listening on the podcast version and not on the YouTube, um, shortly after the game and shortly after the press conference, I decided to shave. Uh, uh, so and started to start the playoff beard a little bit early when it came to um, the Florida Panthers uh, clinching a spot in the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Nick Fairbanks is also going to be. Uh, uh, shaving his beard and starting his playoff beard a little early. So when Nick uh, comes onto the show on some Fairbanks Fridays uh, here on this upcoming, what's hopefully going to be a long playoff run for the Florida Panthers, uh, we're hoping that <laughs> we're hoping that we have some pretty bushy beards because that means that the Florida Panthers are on a long playoff run. So we're hoping for that. <laughs> but um, Buffalo coming into this game, um, seven one and three in their last eleven. So. Though the Buffalo Sabres aren't going to make the playoffs, they are giving teams a really uh, tough challenge coming into coming into every game that they play. I mean, every every team is going to get their best. Everyone's playing for pride. And everyone's also playing to make sure they have a spot on an NHL roster next year. Let's put that in a little bit of perspective when it comes to every time that the Florida Panthers take the ice, regardless of opponent. So let's take that into consideration. So this this one. It wasn't like the start that they had against the New Jersey Devils or the New Jersey Devils were really controlling the possession early. Really, it was the Florida Panthers controlling the possession early. They did not want to – they didn't want to have happen – what happened Saturday happened the same thing on Sunday, of course. Uh, they, 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 they talked about it in their presser on Saturday saying, we don't want this to happen again. And they controlled the possession really all, all through um, most of that, that first period. Um, Sam Bennett um, really uh, took a elbow by Rasmus Dahlin, former number one overall pick, Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, at first, I thought it was a high stick, but then after the replay showed, it showed him uh, elbowed right on the nose. Um, and 
headed to the locker room, didn't finish uh, the, the, the period, um, was wondering whether he was going to come back. Ryan Lomberg got a little bit of time on that top line for the Cats. We saw Ryan Lomberg, what, how the energy that he brought. I mean, regardless of what line Ryan Lomberg is, he brings that energy, uh, whether whether he's on the top six or in the bottom six. And he had a few uh, minutes uh, there on the, on the top six. He created a rush chance at the other end. Although... The Florida Panthers really controlled possession, really, um, in the first period. Just a tough first goal by the by the that the Florida Panthers gave up um, on Kyle Pozo. Samuelson shoots it, and then as uh, Kyle Pozo is falling forward, his he gets a uh, his stick out and it just deflects in. Nothing Spencer Knight could really do on that one, and um, and just you know didn't panic at all because. Uh, if we saw anything that happened on, if we saw what happened on Saturday against New Jersey, just know that they can just do it again. And it was the first goal of the game, so it wasn't like they were down four again <laughs> against the against the Buffalo Sabers in this one. So it, not worried at all on on that one. And really, the I went back to that stat that I said on yesterday's episode about where the Florida Panthers were when their opponents scored first on the road coming into this game, there were seven, five and four when their opponents scored first on the road. And it helps that really throughout this game, when it comes to a team that's rebuilding, I mean, the Sabres got quite a few pieces in some of the trades that they, um, they had on some of the, the, the star players that they had over the last few years. I mean, we're talking about, Ryan O'Reilly being traded to the St. Louis Blues. They got Tage Thompson out of that. The the um, They trade uh, Jack Eichel to the Vegas Golden Knights. They get Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck out of that. So really still trying to get these young players to really learn the NHL game. So, But also some of the pieces around them as well. Like, of course, number one overall pick, uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Owen Powers expected to be part of the Buffalo Sabres um, starting next year. He's going to be playing... Um, in the Frozen Four on uh, on April seventh, along with Panthers prospect Mackie Samuskevich, um against uh, defenseman Michael Benning um, of the University of Denver um, on Thursday night in the Frozen Four. But unforced error, Claude Drew gets a uh, gets um, gets it to Jonathan Huberdeau to tie it at one, and that was the that was the goal that that set the franchise record in in points with ninety seven. And Claude Drew. Had his chances early. There was one on a double deflection that uh, that Zakarski had a uh, save on, and just really the the Drew just taking the puck and getting it to Huberto uh, to to and Huberto. It was a rocket past Dustin Zakarski to get it tied to one. But really, the momentum all shifted once uh, once. Uh, Bennett and Forsling had their chances, and Bennett was uh, hooked by um, Alex Tuck. Really, that's when the Florida Panthers really took over. And for the second straight game, the Florida Panthers had a period where they had at least 22 shots on goal in a period. They had 23 in their Saturday win against um, New Jersey. They had 22 in this one, and just firing on all cylinders. And on their first power play, um, they ran the five forward unit for just a little bit on that power play, and then they went back to... Mackenzie Weger as the as the one on the point and again I will reiterate this that I'm more comfortable with having one defenseman back mostly because of positioning and what 
certain players are used to being back so that you still get that zone time. Because if the if the opposition happens to clear it, you'll still have that guy back to hopefully keep it in the zone. And Claude Giroux, he had an like I said, he had an assist on that um Huberto goal, but he had multiple chances on that power play as well. And I'll tell you the truth. My in my opinion, the MVP of these last two games for the Florida Panthers is uh Gus Forsling. Um for um and in this game, uh shots on goal, Gus Forsling had five of them, and he had a beautiful, beautiful assist to um to uh Anthony Duclair for the third goal of the game. And rebound re- rebounding it there was a lot of rebound issues for um the Buffalo Sabres. Dustin Tukarski, it was really there were a lot of bounces that were just getting to the and and the Florida Panthers were able to retrieve the puck most of the time. Um, and Lundell's goal uh, for his 15th of the season, mind you, in 54 games. Think about it like this. If you really calculate pace for Anton Lundell, there's 13 games left. He's maybe, maybe not going to get to 20. But in an 82-game pace, he's over 20 goals in a season for, for this season. Right now at the current pace that he's at. So rookie sensation Anton Lundell coming from Liga gets his 15th of the season. And even though he might not get 20, um, he might not get 20. The, the pace is there that sets him that is there to have 20 goals in a season. And and look at look up and down the lineup of this team that has multiple 20 goal scores on, on that one. Sherrod gets the the assist on that on that one and Mason Marchment. But just continuing to just be that force on the bottom six. And after two, um, the shots on goal <laughs> with those 22 shots on goal, mind you, 38 to 18. What a turnaround for when this, the, the shots on goal were just 10, 10 really at, after, after one slot shots were 20 to eight in favor of Florida. And they, they had, they were starting to get their chances off the rush. I mean, this, the last two games alone, 11 points by defensemen, five goals, six assists. Incredible that everyone is getting involved um, in this one. And 3-1, Florida Panthers are 33-0-1 coming into this third period. Uh, with, um, they, they, they usually don't lose leads when it comes to having a lead going into the third. But they, uh, they, found, they, found, they found a way to... <laughs> They found a way to uh, for the for the Sabers not to get back into this, even though there was a little bit of a scare. It, this game was never tied, but there was scary moments uh, for the Panthers as they uh, they let they let them um, within one in this one. Even though Barkov got a shot, it was originally saved uh, by Dustin Tukarski, and then retrieves puck and gets it to Anthony Duclair for his twenty eighth of the season and Anthony Duclair after being given up by so many different teams, you talk about Columbus, you talk about Chicago, for example, Arizona uh, is another team that has given up on Anthony Duclair to almost 30 goals, negotiating his contract and gets two of them tonight. Just incredible. And Alexander Barkov just continuing to, play such defensively sound hockey. There are so many times where I saw that the Buffalo Sabres were trying to come up on a rush um, and you see Barkoff on the back check, um, creating um, something going the other way. 
Radko Gudis was <laughs> once again involved in the hits category. I mean, he 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 got eight of them um, today in the in their game against Buffalo, just continuing to be a force. Um, and we saw a little bit of Sam Bennett getting a hit back on Rasmus Dahlin after Dahlin got a big hit on him in the first period. And then you saw Sam Bennett uh, zoomed in a little bit. Um, he did return to the in the second period. But you see that uh, that I don't know what it's called. I I'm I'm blanking on the name of it. But that thing that go, goes up his nose to like make sure that more blood doesn't get um, that doesn't drip down and it like absorbs it. I I'm totally blanking on the name of that um, that thing that goes up there, <laughs> a, um, a person's nose. But but you see that Sam Bennett not a fan of that hit. And but really, the reason why the Sabres were even able to get this down to one is really a lot of undisciplined play by the by the Panthers. But also, um, Robert Haig has a hold on Kyle Pozo. But also, I will say, the referees were a little bit ambitious when it came to blowing their whistle at the Sabres end. Tukarski was under the puck, but then it came a little loose. But the but the referees blew their whistle very very early, and it happened on the Sabres end. It also happened on the didn't really happen as much on the Panthers end, but it did in the third period. The whistle blows, the Sabres fans boo, and I'm just thinking, why are they booing? It happened on Tukarski's end, so it's been happening. It was happening. It was something that's been happening really all game for the, the both sides. Um, really ambitious and really, both um the Panthers could have had more goals really. Um. If the the plays weren't blown dead, really, right in front of Tukarski's net, and Tukarski once again was having an issue with uh, rebound control, um, really. But like I said, a little bit of undisciplined play um, really led to some of the power play goals that the that the Sabers got. Um, first one was by Jeff Skinner. Knight was out of his crease. Um, originally waved off for goalie interference, but if you looking at the replay, especially from the bird's eye view. You see that Knight is clearly out of his net, making contact with uh, with a Sabres uh, player. Re- great review by the Buffalo Sabres to uh, make this uh, to, to, for the Buffalo Sabres to get this down to a four two game. And I'm thinking, okay, four two, not a big deal. It was at the eight twenty five mark of the of the third period, so I was thinking, okay, not not we're we're not going to panic. The 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 Panthers. They they don't let leads uh, slip in the third period. Like I said, 33-0-1 going into this one. But then more undisciplined play. And Duke was having such a great game. I mean, he he did have a great game. That doesn't that that slash in the neutral zone. Um, you saw Peyton Krebs like take a hit on him um, as the faceoff was going on. But that's where that's just where Anthony Duclair has to kind of let that go and just in the playoffs. Can't be doing that. Even Jonathan Huberto in the post-game presser says they're not going to call many penalties in the playoffs. You're not going to get as many power play opportunities like you do in the regular season because games in reality slow down. So a little bit, um, a little bit of a better discipline that's needed, um, not just from Anthony Duclair. I don't want to sound like I'm picking on him, but just in general, just um, when it when it comes to having a lead like that and um, prevent um, helping prevent um the opposition from coming back that's really what kind of needs to happen in order in order to not allow that just let it go let it go and 
Um, of course, um, the 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 Buff- the Buffalo Sabers do. Um, they get this um, down to one. Tage Thompson no look pass uh, um, by by Skinner and Spencer Knight. Um, not the best sequence in the last few minutes. It, it's weird. These last two games, the Florida Panthers have given up multiple goals in like uh, less than two minute spans too. It's just um, that's something that um, I'm sure Andrew Burnett, when the Florida Panthers um, do return to practice, no word on whether they're going to practice on Monday. I'm going to assume no, um, that they won't um, because they're flying into um, South Florida later tonight. But because there's a matinee game, maybe they'll practice on Monday. So we'll, we'll see. Um, no word on that just yet. But um, Spencer Knight playing the puck and being out of his net, um, not the best sequence for him. Spencer Knight goes 26 of 29 in this one after um, coming into the third period uh, um, yesterday afternoon um, for the Panthers. But still, um, the offense bailed uh, Spencer Knight out by really spotting him quite a few goals um, really early on. And um, really, the Florida Panthers were shooting themselves in the foot, which uh, got the Buffalo Sabres back into this game. And then the Buffalo Sabres shot themselves in the foot. Uh, Rahegi tripped um, by Tage Thompson, and then uh, Samuelson uh, hooks Hubie. Uh, Weger converts on the five on three, which again I'm really liking the the so far so good on the four F one D with Weger there. Um, so the the Florida Panthers win five three, clinch a spot in the playoffs, uh, and just a day of celebration for these Panthers. And you see how happy they are. But the job's not done. Andrew Burnett after the game talked about how the job's not done. We have so much more work to do. And that is great. I like that, although this is great, that they clinched their spot in the playoffs, the mission is not done and that it can't be satisfied to be just here. You can't. You you just can't. Um, and it's great to see that Andrew Burnett is as composed as can be when it comes to um, answering questions in relation to the Panthers clinching their spot in the postseason. So couldn't be happier for this team, couldn't be happier for the players, couldn't be happier for the organization as they uh, clinch their spot in the 2022 uh, postseason. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the Florida Panthers returning home against the Toronto Maple Leafs coming up on Tuesday. And we're going to talk more about some of the I guess scores around the league, even though there's a live edition and the Florida Panthers uh, played a matinee game against the Buffalo Sabres. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Battle line, where the game starts. Third and final segment on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, the Monday edition of the show, where the Florida Panthers defeat the Buffalo Sabres by a final score of five to three at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. Quick, gonna take a quick sip of water. But just a great day for South Florida as. This region deserves a winner. They, they do. It's been a long time since any team in this region has won a championship of any kind, going back to 2013 with the Miami Heat. And they're on their way to the number one seed as well. Um, and just the fact that both of these teams at the same time are uh, about to 
be the number one seeds in their respective uh, sports. It's just South Florida is on the sports map. Let let's let's tell the world South Florida is on the sports map, really, with both hockey and basketball. Um, hopefully, come fall, we're we're talking about that on the football side of things too. Not confident about the baseball side though. Sorry, sorry for um, even though I'm a Marlins fan myself, not confident in that. But um, the Florida Panthers they um, return home against Toronto on Tuesday. Here's the thing. They play their front end of a back-to-back on Monday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Most times, most times, whenever the Florida trip happens, the opposition usually plays their starting goaltender on the front end of a back-to-back, and then they put their backup against the Florida Panthers. Will that be the case this time around? I'm going to assume... Yes, but not for the reasons you might think. The reason would be there is that the fact that I think that both teams, Vasilevsky, of course, is going to start for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, but I think that for Toronto, the division is probably out of reach for the Maple Leafs, but for the second spot in the playoffs, it's the, it, the opposition is the team that you're tied against. And it's a head-to-head matchup for them. So I'm going to assume that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to go with their starting uh, goaltender uh, for their game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm going to check real quick to see if Jack Campbell is back. Jack Campbell is back, according to Cat Friendly. Um, Peter Peter Mrazek, uh, since the last uh, start against the the Florida Panthers, he's on LTIR, actually, according to Cat Friendly. So uh looks like that Jack Campbell will be uh starting against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Looks like that he's back um in action for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And looks like that Eric Calgren, uh um, he's on emergency loan right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Looks like he might be starting against the Florida Panthers, but the Toronto Maple Leafs could be in desperation mode to start both uh, um, to Jack Campbell in both games. So you never know. Um, um, Jack Campbell is just coming off an injury, so um, they might not also they could also choose not to play him on both uh, ends of a back to back too. So something to monitor. Uh, Austin Matthews scored his 51st goal against the Philadelphia Flyers the other day. So um, so that's another uh, news and notes for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a uh, fun atmosphere at FLA Live Arena. Hopefully on Tuesday night. Um, I hope that with the amount of Maple Leafs fans that are expected to come to Sunrise, Florida, on Tuesday, that you, the Florida Panther fans who attend that game, get to be celebrating, and that those Maple Leaf fans just walk home sad. <laughs> like really, I have no shame in saying that that they walk home sad in defeat um because far too often that that arena has been dominated in maple leaf blue over the last few years and i'm 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 sick and tired of it honestly i mean i know maple leaf fans travel well but uh stick it to them just stick it to them and uh and continue to increase this division lead uh to to clinch their the home ice advantage throughout the first two rounds and this win, the I believe the Carolina Hurricanes were idle 
on Sunday. They played on Saturday night against the Minnesota Wild. Just going to quickly do a quick uh, scoreboard check. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are idle today um, on Sunday. So they they the Florida Panthers uh, increased their uh, Eastern Conference lead by four with playing the same amount of games as the Carolina Hurricanes. Driver's seat, baby. <laughs> 69 wins uh, for the Panthers. If you look on the NHL app, there's a little X next to their uh, team name there as well. Uh, seven seven thirty nine point um, points percentage for the Panthers. A goal differential of plus eighty three. Incredible, incredible. I'm. If, if you're on YouTube watching this, you see a big smile on my face, and I I couldn't be happier. Um, and I couldn't be happier for each and every one of of you, the Florida Panther fan, throughout the throughout this fan base, and everyone listening to. Um, this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast and just continuing um, this beautiful, beautiful ride that is uh, this Florida Panthers season. So we're we're going to try we're going to try to um, do a Monday episode of the show um, and excuse me, a Tuesday episode of the show discussing um, previewing the uh, matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then on Wednesday um, night, um, excuse me, Wednesday, Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. Uh, Jacob Winans will be back on this Winans Wednesday to break down the, the the recap of the Florida Panthers game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And hopefully we'll be discussing a wider lead in the division and the Panthers getting one step closer to clinching the division and clinching the top spot in the Eastern Conference. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, don't forget to also subscribe and listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Post Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarma Mondevalez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day.